0: Welcome in to Off The Brawl on OffTheBall.com. Uh, we haven't been back since before Christmas, but lots of mixed martial arts action to look forward to um, in the coming weeks. And loads and loads of guests here on the show today. I'm delighted as co host, special co-host this week, Michael good pal, all the way across there in the UK. Normally he's road-trotting the world in the States or wherever else he may be. It is the man with the best hair in mixed martial arts, Gareth A. Davies. Gareth, how are you, buddy? How are things? How was Christmas?
1: Yeah, it was good, thank you. I was celebrating a new member of the family, which was brilliant, Um, and unfortunately uh, turned me into uh, a G-father, work it out (laughs) for yourself, not a godfather either. Um, I'm already a daddy, so I became the next level, but that's enough on that. Um, The the funny thing is, Niall, um, it's an absolute pleasure to be back on with you. I, I was thinking about you only the other day. You mentioned hair. And I kind of miss your mullet, you know.
0: I know. i am thinking about getting it back going, Garth. What's your yeah, reckon?
1: Good. 2019 could well be the year of the mullet. We've had the. the I'd like to see Connor grow a mullet. Oh, a mullet back in yeah. 2019. I'd like to see the wild raw generation come back with mullet hair this year.
0: Well, good segue into it. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about with Conor McGregor a little bit later on the show. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's head coach, Javier Mendez will be joining the show to talk about that. And some really, really interesting comments. He wants a rematch straight off the bat for Habib, So that's going to be really interesting if you listen to that one a little bit later on. Also going to be joined by Jason Perillo, head coach um, of Chris Cyborg. He's going to look back at that fight and um, talk a little bit about this weekend's fight as well, uh, T.J. Dillashaw has been working with him quite a little bit in the build-ups to this fight. Obviously, he's with Dwayne Van Lubig, but he's been in some boxing down um, at the RVCA Training Center in California with Jason Perillo. But we're going to first start off the show this week. Um, Gart, your thoughts uh, and my thoughts, I think, um, you know, with Chris Cyborg and Amanda Nunes, we haven't spoken about it. Um, mm. But for me, that performance, that fight solidifies Amanda Nunes as the greatest women's fighter of all time. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, it's a big call. Co- I mean, certainly in terms of records. And, you know, if you look at the, the, the pure power of who she's beaten and how she's beaten them, um, I agree with that. I think she's probably um, the most devastating um, one-round killer we've ever had in women's mixed martial arts um, with striking. I mean, I think you've got to say in terms of that record with – you know that victory over Chris Cyborg Santos, and then you ally that with the destruction of Ronda Rousey, yeah. the destruction of Misha Tate in a round, the victory over Valentina Shevchenko, um, you know, it, and it, you know, it's there, there's there's someone in there she hasn't beaten yet, and that's Holly Holm. Yeah,
0: of course, that's that's um, that, that's one that's definitely on the radar for me. I think down the line, uh, um, but I
1: think, but I think the problem I have with that fight. I'd like to see Cyborg and Nunes fight again, Niall, because um, Jermaine so I- me I failed to mention there as well, of course. Um, the, 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 the problem I've got is that um, Cyborg went in there with a reckless attitude Damn. against Nunes and paid for it you know poorly um i'd like to i would like to see them fight again if possible
0: definitely no i agree with you And uh, jason perillo is going to get into that in a couple of minutes time in relation to the way cyborg went out and you know it did start off when she got chopped in the leg from Nunes, and she sort of just went you know um swinging for the fences after that and it obviously did not work out for we saw the cerebral approach from an amanda Nunes, and once you're at the end of amanda shots she always seems to get full extension on her range and lands very, very hard. And that's what happened. I think Cyborg just totally um, lost the plot once that leg kick came in. And literally, I think even Jason says it later on that uh, her, her game plan went out the window. You know, I do agree with you, Gary. I think there's a lot of good fights there to make. And also, as well, you know, if Katzingano, that fight against Megan Anderson ended very, very unfortunately, Katzingano still has a win over Amanda Nunes back at UFC 178. So that's another one you can throw in there. But for me interesting one for you who, who was your fighter of the year that solidified me as her being my fighter of the year for 2018 after that performance she even surpassed uh daniel cormier for me in what he did last year who was your fighter of the year last year
1: no i, th- I think um well henry, henry cejudo was was up there for me um i thought his performance against mighty mouse was brilliant given that mighty mouse was regarded
0: as a here, here.
1: number one pound for pound in the world um It was a close-run thing with um, Ryan Bader um, was one of my fighters of the year last year in Bellator. Um, You know, he has the opportunity in a couple of weeks' time of potentially beating Fedor down there in Los Angeles. I'm going to be down there for that one. Um, Yeah, Nunes has to be up there, but I do think it's a three-way tie for me with Nunes if I'm I'm being… Sitting on the
0: fence, Grandad.
1: I am. I, yeah, I am. I've got three poles on my backside right now, and, that, and I don't mean in nationality. And that sounds terrible, doesn't it? I'm sitting on three poles. You're, is what I mean.
0: You're a bar um, man.
1: And, um, and I think it is Nunes, um, Cormier, and Cejudo. Um, you know, I mean, you might, might, you might even say Max Holloway, but um, it's, there were so many people last year that put on great performances. And you mentioned Cats by the way. I always remember Kat telling me that Nunes obviously she had that three-round victory over her. She weathered the storm in that first round against Nunes way back, as you say, in two thousand fourteen, C yeah. one seventy eight, and then came back and won the fight. Um, that's what you got to do with Nunes. She, as I said, she is devastating. She's almost like the Vitor Belfort in his prime. You know, the Vitor Belfort of men's mixed martial arts in that. You get trapped in a, in a gunfight with Vitor Belfort, and you ain't coming out of it alive. It's yeah, the, simple as that.
0: The old Vitor Belfort, totally agree with you. Um, all right, moving on. John Jones, um, obviously defeating Alexander Gustafsson um, to win that uh, UFC lightweight title, reclaim it, and in, in his eyes, obviously under a cloud of controversy in the build up to that fight, um, he's been announced to fight uh, Anthony Smith at UFC. Um, I think it is two, three, five. Just your thoughts in the division, guy. You know, for me, it doesn't even really. St- differ smell as much of a challenge for John Jones I think John Jones is going to go right through Anthony Smith in this fight I think there's a massive lack of contenders in the 205 division um, for John Jones and I think this could be very well his last fight at 205 before he goes up and you know he is uh, as far as I'm aware um, after this fight when he gets a victory that's how confident I am of John Jones winning this fight that he's going to go up and look for that title off Daniel Cormier
1: Yeah, I mean, they've got to get Cormier. Dana White and the crew there at the UFC have got to get Cormier into the ring with him, of course. Um, But I think if you look at um, the weight class at light heavyweight, and, you know, obviously right now John Jones is is back on top. Um, You know, I do think... I haven't got the rankings in front of me, but um, I... Look, I think Smith is really the only guy I really want to see him against. Um, I think maybe you know would tiago santos give him an interesting
0: no. you think no no i don't think anyone goes near him i think you know it, it it's one and done for me um, against anthony smith uh, you know this fight and, and then move up but there's just there's nothing else really for john jones to do at 205 um you know bar daniel Cormier, if daniel wants to come back down but i really can't see that happening at the moment i think it's more likely to be john jones gone up to 2 uh, 265 pounds.
1: yeah i mean Absolutely right. I mean, look, here's the thing. He's the dirtiest secret. He's our all of our dirtiest secret in MMA. You know, we know what's happened. We know the controversy. Uh, we know that the UFC made a business decision um, and they couldn't do anything else than move it to Nevada. I think it must have been very dissatisfying for people yes. that had paid for flights and hotel rooms and all those kind of things. But you've got to say that um, the Jones performance... Against Alex Gustafsson. I mean, I was there five years ago, six years ago now, when they fought in Toronto. Yeah. And it's one of the greatest fights I've ever seen live in any.
0: I agree. Right up there.
1: In 30 years in combat sports, you know, boxing or MMA in Ireland And I think Gustafsson's definitely slowed since that fighter that fought him in 2013. And I was watching the performance, first of all, thinking, God, John has really slowed as well. Um,. Now, notwithstanding the drug issues, and as I say, he's, he's very much a dirty secret for all of us. Yeah. Because I'm kind of addicted to watching him fight. And, and you know, I, I speak as someone who is against, obviously, drug taking in the sport. But I watched Jones first of all, and I thought, wow, he's slowed. But when I, when I listened to his explanation of how he wants to fight the fight, and how he explained how he deliberately gone out there, to move into the space in Gustafsson, not him get his hands away at all. I rewatched the fight, and he was extraordinarily successful in his game plan. Yeah, I agree. In fact, um, yes, I think Gustafsson's a little faded, but he, he nullified Gustafsson to such an extent that it, it was just a demolition again. Yeah. And I agree with you. John Jones at heavyweight, we've really missed him at heavyweight. We've missed out on him at heavyweight for two, two and a half years, frankly. Um, he could have already fought the likes of Overeem. Um, Junior Dos Santos, Cain Velasquez, um, you know, and could be now, you know, I've had two wins over Daniel Cormier. They've got to get Cormier in the ring. I don't want to see Cormier against Lesnar, do you? Uh,
0: no, not at all. I spoke to uh, we, 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 Javier, I'll touch on that later on. I think it's the fight Javier wants to make, and Javier wants him to retire, after his next fight but you know I cannot see that happening I think you know even Dana White said it he wants um, Daniel around for three or four more fights and Daniel doesn't I think want to retire but it's interesting that you know Javier wants him to call it a day after his next fight which I find um, just a little bit maybe you know the coach is a little bit more inside at times so, so maybe it could be a good decision but I would like to see him fight either Emi Emiocic or uh, John Jones as you said
1: well, well you know you've seen Daniel training when the cameras are there he doesn't let up and and you know, maybe that's an indication if Javier is saying that. Javier's a great guy and um, had a very decorated career himself. Absolute stud. Yeah, I'll tell right. you what, back in the day, he was one of the best-looking fighters you've ever seen. <laughs>
0: I've seen the Which, old videos. You should look them up, guys, if you haven't seen them.
1: Yeah, he, I mean, he was a stud. And, you know, and Javier is one of the great coaches and one of the one of the the most rounded people in MMA. I As mean. you know, he he's always g- gives us great... He, I, he gives us more than the time we deserve, frankly. Um, right. He's a fantastic man. And if he's suggesting that, he must be seeing something in the bones of old boy Cormier. That, And he is an old boy now, 40, um, or 41 coming on, is he?
0: 40, coming up 40 in March.
1: I mean, he's seeing something in the bones there that concerns him. They're very good friends. And um, if he's saying it, I'd... I'd Half those four fights and probably make it two. two. Listen, if he fights Brock Lesnar and John Jones, I'll be happy. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. I think it is um, definitely along the lines of, of happening one of those uh, two fights in the next number of months. It's, it's going to be really interesting what the UFC do there. Okay, let's get to it while we're on the point. Um, Jason Perillo, I caught up with him to talk about Chris Cyborg and her defeat to Amanda Nunes at UFC 232. Jason Perillo, all the way in California. Delighted to always speak with you. How are you, my friend? How's it going? You're, you're under the weather, I believe. A little bit sick, like myself, there the last few weeks.
2: I am sick. Uh, I'm good, though. How are you?
0: i oh, not too bad, man. Yeah, I, I was down with it for three weeks, so hopefully you don't get it as, uh, as long as me.
2: God, I hope not. God, <laughs> I've been in bed the last two days, so two days is all I need. I can start getting going stir-crazy late at bed. I think it's... I got, the, I got the Ireland weather going on here. Yeah. It tells you tell, right
0: yeah, we're dark now at the moment. But uh, but anyway, Jason, listen to me. It's been it's been obviously a bit of a up and down um a couple of weeks for you obviously with Chris Cyborg dropping um her world title to Amanda Nunes. And first of all, I just want to get your thoughts on on that fight. Um Chris's first loss in mixed martial arts in 12 years. Um for me, you know, looking at the fight, um I thought once that leg kick sort of tucked in from Amanda Nunes to Chris Cyborg sort of things, um maybe she didn't um, implement the game plan and stick to your strategy. What you want to do? What What are your feelings on on the fight now? Looking back on it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that's it. And she, you know, it is is pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious to see when you when, when she, you know, she got cracked that leg kick, and she went into you know old school Chris, you know, and went down there, you know, went 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 for a slugfest, you know, and it, <clears throat> unfortunately she fell short with that. um yeah, that's not, that, that wasn't the, the thought process that we uh, were thinking about going in there. We're definitely going to go with more of a feeling out process. We want to stay behind her jab and kind of a little bit more lateral movement. And, you know, really feeling Amanda, Amanda out, see what she has. And then, you know, pick her apart from there. You know, uh, again, we went a little mm-hmm. sideways in that. Not a lot of pressure, obviously big pressure, mm-hmm. in these type of fights. And, you know, she felt that leg kick and, and, and she went for it, man. And uh, it didn't go our way.
0: Were you shocked? Because it's obviously something you haven't experienced with with, with Chris. Um, because I saw your face. You looked a bit um, just just surprised maybe in the corner when when, when that happened.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's surprising. You know, there's always, you know, you're upset. You know, you're disappointed when that situation happens. You, you, you know, you think to yourself, you know, what could have I done as a coach? You know, I, I want to try to keep her head, you know, as clean as I can and, and, and help her stay in that focus, that mind. You know that, that that focus and and, and do what we we're planning on doing, going out there, and you know, so it ends up being a little disappointed when when it when it goes the other way. You know, and uh, and I could tell a lot of it went that. A lot of it was a lot of pressure, and and it, and it, 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 and she just kind of lost the plot. You know, that's what that's been my only real answer for it. people are like, "What happened?" I just you know, we lost the plot. You know, it just you know, it, it, it went zero to a hundred, did... you know, rather than. Did you her out.
0: did you see anything backstage maybe beforehand that might have put a little bit of doubt in your mind?
2: No, you know, no. I mean, she, she was really worked up, and 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 I and and I, and I and I and I said it, and I and I talked to you know her her jitsu coach, who she knows very well. and I'm like, she's really worked up. We got to calm her down, you know. And and he was seen as well, and. You know, she'd work up, but she gets worked up like that for those fights, for fights as well. You know, she goes through her own, she went through her, her, her typical ceremonial mm-hmm. ritual that she gets ready for the fight. She she went through her prayers. She goes through her, you know, her her, her chants of some sort, yeah. you know. So, you know, but she was, she's put a lot, a lot of pressure on herself, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely a different, it was a different locker room a little bit, you know, we got we have Halle Berry back there for a couple hours while she's warming up. You know, I I don't think that let, I don't think Chris let that be a distraction, but you don't know what type of, you know, it's a, there's a lot of energy, you know, people feed off energy and, uh, you know, I, I, I I can't say, I I definitely was noticing she was, she was tight. She was getting a little tight and a little worked up and, 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 and and, and it was something that I was, you know, hoping it, hoping to harness a little bit, but, uh,
0: do you think it was a yeah. disadvantage to Chris? You know, I know she's lost, obviously. You know, she lost a, a line fight fight there a number of years ago, uh, kickboxing. But she hasn't lost in mixed martial arts for so long. Do you think maybe that was a disadvantage that she hasn't had that sort of feeling? And, and maybe this even might make her a better fighter?
2: Well, it's what makes it so harder. The loss is so much harder because of that that, that, that longevity she's gone without losing. Um, you know, but I do believe... You know, Chris Cyborg is a true fighter. I think this is her calling. I think this is what she does. I think this is the only, I think this is her passion, what she cares about. I think it's the first love of her life fighting, you know? So I think this can definitely, of course, this, this is, this, this is good. This situation is what you make of it. You know, we, mm. this could be, you know, a downhill spiral, which I don't think it's going to be, but, or it could be a, a motivator that she needs and, in and, and, and something just to create more fights for out there. I mean, we go and blow Amanda yeah. Nunes out. What do, Now what do we do? You yeah. know, where do we go? You know, there Now there's opponents out there. You got, you know, cats uh, and Gano beat Amanda Nunes. So there's a, you know, there's that. You know, there's Megan Anderson just beat Cads and You know, so, I mean, for me, it kind of opens up more. I mean, this is the time you got to get through though, you know, for Chris and for, you know, when you go through these situations is, is, is it two, three weeks after you gotta go through your morning process and you got to just, you know, you know, pick yourself back up and, 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 go back to the drawing board, as they say, as cliche as it is, but it, it, it's the truth, you know, and, and, uh, <clears throat> I think she's got plenty of time left in her. I mean, she's only 33 years yeah. old. I mean, it's not young, it's not old, you know, and, and, uh, you, know, you see, girls like Holly's out there. She's got to be thirty-six, thirty-seven yep. years old now, and she's still making a lot of noise. So, and she has a ton of, ton of fights behind her. And <clears throat> with Chris, she hasn't taken a lot of damage. I mean, she hasn't been in barn, you know, you know, mm. you know, brawls. She, 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 You know, a lot of her fights, and you know, she's finished in the first or second round, and she hasn't taken a lot of damage. So, you know, this could be a real motivator for her.
0: definitely. Yeah, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next yeah. You've obviously mentioned those fights. I think Dana sort of ruled out an immediate rematch. Because of the sort of the manner in which the fight ended, do you feel the same way about that? Would it be better maybe that Chris fought someone else first.
2: It it it, it it's for me. It's neither here nor there. I mean, get it. You're fighting City Hall on that one. You know. We, we, yeah. We, I, I would love for her to get the rematch. You know. I, I think Chris is to, to ten times better fighter than she showed that night. You know. And uh <clears throat> but if she doesn't, that's going to be okay as well. And that's the way I think we got to look at it. You know. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I'm only looking at it with my own experience, you know, uh, for, from from what I've been through with, with all the other fighters I've been through. I think it's okay if she, she, you know, it, it could be a fight away. It might not be the next fight, but it could be the following fight, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 and, that, and that's okay as well. I know that uh, that's a fight that 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 I hope and, and that I would like for her to continue to seeking out the rest of her life. Because that's a fight that she's got to make amends with. That's a fight that she's got to have redemption with, you know, and. You know, I think the type of fighter that she is, she'll she'll, she'll continue plugging away until she gets that redemption fight.
0: W- will we see her? rent obviously her contract hasn't been signed. She's one more or five left in her deal. Are you, are you confident that uh, Chris is going to be uh, in the UFC?
2: I, I'm not confident with anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> you, you, you never know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Big no, time.
0: Big time it's I, fair enough I
2: stay in my lane so much I I, I should jump out of it sometime and try to make noise <laughs> other directions but you know I just got to stay and do my thing so you know hopefully she does hopefully that, that that contract you know continues for me I think it's I think it's the only way it's it, it's the only route to Amanda Nunes. Yeah. you know for me that's the only route I mean they whether she fights one fight two fights ten fights the goal as a fighter, should be to get to Amanda Nunes at some point because she knows that that's that, that she was a shell of herself. She didn't show who she was in that fight, and uh, you know it didn't go in direction. It could be a positive in the grand scheme of things, in the long run. It could build up a major fight in the future, you know. But mm. you know, you know, you know, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of fight. See, the thing is, is the politics of, of the sport are tough too. So you don't know if you'll ever get that fight again, you know. Because it, and it can go back to politics, and like you said you know, they said that she doesn't deserve it. And, and how's it going in the relationship? It, it, it's a partnership. It's a business ship. You know, it, it's, so if if you're, if you're butting heads with, with, with the company, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to have the easy way back to where you want to go.
0: Definitely. Um, but, Definitely. You know, I, I want to ask you, have you, have you spoken to Chris as well? Obviously it's been, there's been, you know, a couple of weeks since the fight, you know, what's her thought process on, on, on the fight now looking back? Um, does she want that rematch off the bat? What what are her thoughts?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I we I ha- I haven't gotten into it with her about that about the re. You know, I I have mentioned it. You know, I I, I have mentioned it to her through text. And I feel that's you know that's the most important fight. Yeah. You know how we get there. You know, is, you know how how that happens is 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 you know I don't know. You know, it's but that's a fight that's got to happen. You know, it, but Definitely. it's not something to stress on and overthink about and and, and, and you know it's got to be one day at a time at this point, you know, it's just kind of plugging away. And, 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 and for her, I hope that she's getting her rest and just kind of just, just, just letting it go. You know, mm. the, these things can keep you up at night. It kept me up at night and I'm, 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 I'm not even in the thing and I'm up at night about it. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's going to be something that she's got to, she's got to repair, you know, just repair her mind right now. And just, you know, Mm. We'll just get back to it, you know.
0: You, you do. I've noticed that about you, and obviously, you know, we, we've spoken a lot in the past, and maybe it's just your, your sickness that you're sick, but but you seem a little bit more down than you normally are. Is that due to the fact that Chris has lost the fight? Because I know you're, you've obviously a very close relationship with Chris.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I am sick as a dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, but yeah, you know, well, because it's a fight, you know, it, 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 I'm really close, you know, with Chris. Yeah. You, you know, she, she she's, uh, you know, She's a, she's a great friend of mine as well. And um, I just know how, how, you know, how the pressure that she's had on her shoulders for so many years and just trying to get to these points and, and all the work that she's done to get even into the UFC. You know, we didn't think she'd ever even fight for the UFC, let alone win a title mm-hmm. and, you know, defend it on, a, on such a high-profile high pro, high stage, you know. So, you know, it, it, there's been so much work that she's done over the years to get to this high, to 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 get to where she's got in her career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for her, I, I know she probably feels like she's starting over. Me, I know she's not starting over. You know, what I mean, for me, I know, like, I I am concerned where she's at in her head. You know, of course I am, but I know she's a strong-minded, she's very uh, faithful to you know Christian Christian girl that that you know she her belief system is strong so you know she's gonna be fine she's gonna be okay you know for me i wish i could share my experience a little bit more you know in in letting her know that it's everything's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine you know i I work with fighters you know i work with fighters that have their ups and downs and and they come back you know they come back if they want it bad enough so
0: is it tough for you to get you know get back up and, and get hyped again
2: you know, which you know, I, I, it, it, it's, it's, it's the same song and dance. I mean, really. I mean, I, I was, I was bummed out a couple of months ago on another loss. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a big, you know, when you get a big loss like this on a high profile. I mean, obviously, it's a everybody sees it. Yeah. People look at you sideways when they walk in. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine. You know what I mean? I, I, but yeah, no, it, it is. Well, I've been doing this a long time. I've had. I've had a, hamp- a few champions come and go, you yeah, of know, win and lose, you know. So it's tiring for me. Sure, it is. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not an easy. I don't know. For me, it's not easy because I do emotionally tend. Maybe that's not the way to do it. Maybe I should be more of a businessman minded about it and just kind of focus on the money aspect and just kind of be more of a flesh mm-hmm. peddler. Meaning, just kind of just keep on taking each guy as we go and just make my money and then fuck off. Yeah. You know, what I mean that's just not my personality. That's not my mentality. That's not why I do this. You know, I, I, I. I <clears throat> I am attached to my fighters I am I feel their losses and I feel mm. their wins you know the losses are way worse than the wins yeah. the wins are a relief <clears throat> the losses are fucking they're tough you know because I know how they feel you know and, 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 and I feel for them you know so it, it does it's draining on me as a coach and like I said if I if if, if I had more of a business man mentality behind this it, I, I would just be on the next yeah. fight and not even thinking about it
0: Jason um. Michael Bisping was back in the gym as well. I see he popped in the other day on your Instagram. How's Mike getting on? Is he getting an itch to get back in there? Is, is that the thought? Or was it just a, a trip down to stay fit?
2: Yeah, he he, he takes trips down to stay fit. He, he tries to do that at least. He tries to come in once a month. You know what I mean? And, you know, he'll hit me up. No, he just like He wants to come down. He likes to be in the yeah. atmosphere. He likes to be around the fighters. You know, it's you know, he'll even spar. He comes and moves with the guys, you know. So he loves it. Michael there's a fighter. There's a guy that that I gained a lot of experience with as well, you know, I mean, watching his ups and downs and, and, and watching his mental toughness just keep pushing forward. And, uh, you know, he's a great example, you know, of, of what I was talking about with my experience and, and, and just, you know, really not, not giving up on yourself really, Definitely. you know, and that's, that's the only way you end up winning, losing or whatever is you give up on yourself or, or you believe in yourself. So <clears throat> I think, of course, we'll continue to believe herself, but I'll, I think she'll push forward and, and, and be there and be as a title holder again. Yeah, you've
0: but. you've been working obviously a little bit. I, I know obviously he's with Bang, Bang Ludwig, uh, Dwayne uh, up in Colorado. Most of the time training, but but TJ's been down with you a lot, and he's doing a lot of boxing with you here and there when he's down in, in California. Um, you're obviously looking forward to, and, and having his firm eye in that fight this early against Henry Cejudo.
2: Yeah, I, I, I see. I see TJ do. I see TJ. You know getting a victory on this one. I, I like TJ Dillisher a lot. I mean he pops in period periodically. It's not like we're we're doing yeah. it on a full time basis, you know. Um he likes to pop in and, and, and do a little bits here and there. But he um there's a there's a very, very talented kid right there. He, he's an unbelievable athlete. Um just for me, just as long as the weight cut goes well, I know that a lot of people are concerned with that. Yeah, see that, that's always a I mean and that's a concern as well. You know, you, you start getting down and, he's, you know, I'm a smaller guy, so I know firsthand you start getting down there. Those, those one or two pounds, you know, towards the end, you know, have, have a little bit of effect on you if, if, if it's not done right. But I know he's got a lot of good people around him and, he, and, 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 and professional people around him really helping him. So he should be all right.
0: Is he one of the best guys you, you've ever worked with? And I know you're obviously working with him sporadically, but, but, but is he at that level?
2: He's as good as anybody out there. Yeah, he works as hard as good. It, you know, for me, the smaller guys are usually be a little bit more athletic and a little bit more, uh, you know, a little more agile. You know, there's a little bit more coordination and, and speed and, and agility going on with these little guys. But yeah, he, he definitely is. He's definitely one of the one of the best fighters out there that's for sure
0: Jason listen I do appreciate that I'm let you get back to bed I know you've, you've literally just got out of bed to speak to us so I do appreciate the time always a pleasure to speak to you my friend take care and hopefully you get over that flu
2: hey man I appreciate it have a great day bro
0: <laughs> big thanks to Jason Perillo um, for stopping by you can catch Jason on uh, Instagram at Jason Perillo he's putting up some funny stuff of me last night um, didn't really understand the word crack which we use in ireland um, hence the drug so it was, it was quite interesting mm-hmm. anyway um jason's always a great guy always really good with his time but yeah as, as you, you heard with jason there very much seemed to um the game plan seemed to go out the window for uh, chris cyborg and she's one fight left in her deal uh gareth with the ufc but but jason sort of alluded to the fact there that he wants her to um sign a new contract with the promotion and and you know, somehow get back up to that Amanda Nunes fight? Because Dana White has pretty much ruled out the rematch because of the manner in which the fight ended.
1: The the, the UFC drive a hard bargain. So, you know, if if she needs to do that, it's the biggest fight in the world out there. Unless she wants to go and join Bellator or one championship, um, Cyborg should sign a multi-deal if she doesn't want to. She doesn't have to fight Nunes. But I just think there's more to prove in that contest. I mean, there's loads of fights out there for Cyborg if she really wants them. Yeah, but course. if athletically she wants to prove that it was, you know, just her getting caught earlier in the fight, she needs to re-sign and, 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 you know, and now she take that fight again. If it means signing for eight or 10 fights and that's the bargain, she might not think that's the case. That means she'll probably have to finish her career in the UFC. But, uh, I think the fans would like to see that fight again.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, just, just surprising in, in, in the manner in which she went out. Obviously, something wasn't wasn't right in the bill to the fight, but uh, yeah, definitely, I'd love to see that down the line. Uh, a couple of more fights um, first for me before they make that one again, though. All right, let's move on to this weekend. Big, big fight card this weekend. UFC makes its debut on ESPN in the United States with an absolutely fascinating contest for the UFC, well, flyweight title, even if the division's going to be around. And I think the division's only going to be around if... TJ Dillashaw, or sorry, if Henry Cejudo wins this fight, I think, you know, they might just get rid of the division if TJ Dillashaw wins. I think the flyweights that are still in the UFC have to make um, a statement in order for this division to stay around. Um, Gareth, really, really, few strong, really good fights on this card. Um, TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo. TJ has the chance to become the champ champ, another champ champ in the UFC. Tell me, are, are you interested in this fight? Oh I love
1: definitely. It. And by the way, I'm not trying to um rain on your parade here because I used to work for ESPN on the UFC. It's a return to the to ESPN for the UFC because way back when when you were in nappies.
0: I remember it, Garrett.
1: Yeah, it used to be on ESPN because that's where I started with John Annick and Kenny Florian and Stefan Bonner back in the day with wow. the scared psycho eyes looking into the camera. And then high squeaky voice, but my word, he could hit hard. Not me, by the way. He could hit <laughs> hard as a fighter I've got a story about me and him in a porn store a porno store i'll tell you about it another <laughs> bit when we've got minutes. no it's a very funny story it's one of the biggest porno stores in the world and we had to shop for schoolgirl uniforms for are you smarter than a schoolgirl um that he was using ring card girls in in the boston expo a few years back anyway jesus to add yes i am Um, I think this is a really, really difficult fight for Dillashaw, believe it or not.
0: Does he make weight, Uh, first of all?
1: Yeah, to make weight. I mean, he's campaigned so brilliantly at bantamweight. He's the champion, as you mentioned. He's coming down to flyweight. There's all this talk about will it ruin the division? Is it the end of the division? No, of course it isn't, you know? What's Ariel Helwani on about, you know? Um, This is signaling the end of the division. What, What a show dog and all these American... You know these these Yankees. But it is. It's.
0: About- I, I think. It, I think the division's gone after this.
1: Of course, it isn't gone. Men who weigh one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Will come along. Listen, if you had a Conor McGregor at 125 pounds, but do you
0: but, think they but why 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 are they releasing the likes of uh, you know Shorty Torres and things like that when he's on a two-fight winning streak, one of the best yeah, prospects in the have world?
1: Women in the UFC, do you remember?
0: Yeah, I know. I understand that, but Dana hasn't, you know, exactly said he's going to keep the division going. So, in yeah. terms of that, you know, I think I think the divisions uh, they're going to um, get rid of it if if TJ wins. I think Cejudo and Joe Benavidez is obviously fighting. Does Ortiz in the card as well? I think Joe has to make a statement, and Henry for the division to stay around in the UFC. Otherwise, I think it's it's not you know lights out for it.
1: Two things. I may be wrong. I think Henry Cejudo is a very very difficult proposition. He's naturally a hundred twenty five pound man. Um, he's really come on. Um, I do think he is probably now coming into close to the beginning of his prime as a mixed martial artist. Um, if he wins, all right, he keeps the banter, He keeps the flyweight division alive. The word is in abeyance. It may go into kind of holding pattern for a while. If he loses, I think it's a terrific
0: fight. Yeah,
1: It's going to look like a withered worm when it comes to the weigh-ins. Um, you know,
0: I'm worried that, that he, you know, I'm worried that he, he won't make weight, to be honest with you. I think, you know, I, there was a media day yesterday in, in Vegas and he was at £135, he said, and he Texas. looked like absolute crap.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, this is, uh, um, you know, Barclays Centre. It's cold in New York. Um, you know, it's, it's he's got to make weight. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a real yeah. tough ask. Um, I think he will because he's a real pro. Um, but stylistically as well he's got great movement on the feet Sahudo is a very big puncher Dillashaw as I say got great movement on the feet very unorthodox it's two top level fighting athletes mm-hmm. involved here and I think it will be a really good contest but I just think Dillashaw will tire in this fight and I think if Sahudo can get hands on um, he'll dominate
0: you think Bye-bye. so? <laughs> I'm going the other way Gart. I have to say, I think, you know, listen, I love Henry. I think he's come on in leaps and bounds. Obviously, an excellent wrestler, Olympic gold medalist. But I just think Dillashaw, Dillashaw's technical prowess on the feet is going to be the difference here. You mentioned the speed in and out. Um, obviously, those combinations and the pinpoint accuracy in which he lights guys up, But I think is going to be crucial here, And I think he's going to get Henry in a bad position at some point in this fight. I think he's going to be able to finish the fight. It's going to go out, you know, championship rounds for me. I think, and I'm very interested to see, how the transition goes in terms of the weight, and see how um, you know Dillashaw reloads and gets back up to um, you know uh, you know his regular sort of fight night weight. That's going to be interesting to me for me, and see how that translates. But I think we're in for an absolutely cracking technical fight. But I just think Dillashaw is actually in his prime. I think Henry hasn't hit his prime yet. That's no, th- th- that's my take on that, that fight.
1: No, I don't. But what I think what we saw from Sahudo. Um, in the Demetrius Johnson fight, and this is where something's changed, and I know his camp very well, is that, um, you know, he shares a lot of team members with the Pitbull brothers, yeah. and, and Eric, his uh, manager, is a brilliant, brilliant Captain guy. Captain America. <laughs> yeah, no, he's absolutely brilliant guy. Um, uh, I think what we saw in the Demetrius Johnson fight is a change in Sahula's technique and, and um, presence in the octagon, and he doesn't go hunting anymore, yeah. He just... He, he, he's he before he when he fought Demetrius the first time he was looking and hunting with his hands now he sits more and he plants his feet and he's, he's he's much more patient he knows the jiggly inny out um movement and, and which started at alliance under eric delfiero that's been kind of finessed by um our friend Dwayne ludwig brilliant guy yeah um but I just think that Cejudo is going to be just as dangerous on the feet as, as Dillashaw. If you ignore Dillashaw's movement, right, if you ignore the in and out, the, the, the thing that uh, Dominic Cruz began, if you ignore it and don't – it's a bit like someone playing tactics with you with a soccer ball, the brilliant skill artist, the Messi's. If you just focus on the ball – he just keeps his eye on the ball here. I do think, and he can take it into the later rounds. I think he'll beat Dillashaw. Listen, I don't disagree with your points, but I just think sahuda at flyweight is is going to be um, stronger as the fight goes on. That, look, this is why I'm looking forward to this fight for exactly the reasons that we've just been talking
0: about. You know. Yeah, it's a really, really good fight. Can't wait for. I am favouring uh, TJ Dillashaw. Garrett's going to favour Henry Cejudo. Totally understandable. Really, really close fight. Bucky's can't separate I don't think Anyone can, can separate. It's a really top-level fight in terms of technique and ability. Two of the best guys in the lower weight classes in the world, obviously. Um, Alright, some other fights in the card. Really good one, I think, Gregor Gillespie versus Yancy Medeiros. The unbeaten Gregor Gillespie against mm-hmm. the Hawaiian Yancey Medeiros. It's an absolutely smashing fight. Joe Benavidez versus Dustin Ortiz as well. Paige Van Zandt returns against Rachel Ostevich and also Donald Cowboy Cerrone against an absolute fight of the night container against the up-and-coming killer in Alex Hernandez. That's an absolutely smashing fight. And we have to mention Jojo Calderwood's back in there. We know Joe yeah. well. She's fighting um, Ariana Lipsky, who's making her promotional debut, who's an absolute killer from the KSW promotion from um, Brazil. Ariana is. That's a really, really good fight. I think they're sort of the fights I'm really looking out for in this one. Also, a fighter I always like to mention as well, Bilal Muhammad versus uh, Jeff Neal. Bilal's always in these uh, insanely good fights to watch. But just to mention on Jojo, she's back in there. I think this is a really, really tough fight, Guard against Ariana Lipsky, who's an absolute killer here in the European scene. She's obviously from Brazil, but she's been lighting it up in KSW for years. Um, I think we need JoJo, and we need a performance from JoJo in this flyweight division, a much better weight class for her. She's a lot happier. She's a totally different person to what she was a number of years ago, Garth. She's a way more talkative. She's not as reserved. She's training in syndicate, I believe, in Las Vegas as well. We've seen a total 360 in, in JoJo's personally. There's a lot more confidence in her life right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm, it's funny you say that because, you know, that terrible loss to Jessica Andrade, guillotine choke back in yeah. uh, September 2016, you know, um, and then the move down to flyweight. And I think, like you say, it's really good for... Yeah, I was at... Um, I think I might have seen her with you in in July. We went to Quintet on the Friday night.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah, October.
1: To be, and and I think Jojo was there that night, wasn't she? She was.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, you know, I had a big hug it out with her. I hadn't seen her for a year and a half, and I, I completely agree with you. I've never. I can't remember Jojo coming up and saying, "God, oh. I haven't seen you for ages. How are
0: you?" Oh, how you going, Garrett?
1: <laughs> exactly. You, you know, can you do that again?
0: Oh, how you going, Garrett?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Jojo. <laughs> uh, I know, you're right. She was... I would call her radiant. You yeah, know?
0: definitely. agree with you. Totally. Um,
1: and uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good to see. And I think, you know, that suppression of her character, you know, a happy fighters a dangerous fighter. And she's definitely. certainly got a happy vibe about her at the moment, you know. And, and as, you know, we know what Joanne's into. She loves... Um, the stand-up. She was a brilliant muay Thai champion in the past. So, um, you know, she's what is she number ten in the flyweight rankings. This is a great fight for her to showcase her skills. Like you say, Lipsky very dangerous. This this is a kind of sleeper. Could be fight of the night. If I agree. To to- totally
0: agree. Like, I'm a big fan of Ariani, and I think yeah. she's so well rounded in all facets. I think that yep. could be the issue for Jojo. She likes to get in people's faces as well and throw down. Um, really good ground game and jits too. So definitely a five-the-night contender for me. Brilliant card anyway. Saturday night goes down um, in Brooklyn in New York City. So uh, do check it out. It's going to be on BT Sport. Um, and obviously ESPN if you are in the United States of America. Okay, let's get to it. Javier Mendez joined me um, a little bit earlier on this afternoon to talk about a range of issues, including um, a potential Conor McGregor versus Habib Nurmagomedov rematch, um, Daniel Cormier, John Jones, and Cain Velasquez. So check it out. We'll be back to talk about some really, really top-level fight announcements this week. Javier Mendez joins me now, head coach of A.K.A., um, to the likes of uh, Daniel Cormier, Habib Nurmagomedov, and, and obviously Kane um, Velasquez, to name but a few. Javier, my friend, great to chat with you as always. Uh, how are things? Things are pretty really
3: good, Matt. Thanks for having me, son. Always a
0: pleasure. Always a pleasure, my friend. We haven't caught up since the fight. Obviously, I, I was over there um, in Las Vegas back in October. Um, obviously, the dust has settled a little bit now. Dana White's come out with comments again um, in the last fortnight saying that he wants to see the rematch next I just want to ask you before we get to that actual question itself about a potential immediate rematch. Just the whole thoughts on the fight, Habib's performance, and, and everything that went down.
3: Um, you know the performance. You know, I was uh, I was very impressed with Connor. Uh, I was uh, I was very impressed with the game plan. Uh, they came out uh, and and they did they did what I thought it didn't work, but it still it was it was it was the best attack I thought. He was going to do his normal stay back, and he didn't. And and, uh, and like I said before, and I'll say it again, people are underestimating his ground game. And oh, if you look at the first round, Habib wasn't able to do any damage whatsoever in the first round because Conor's ground game has gotten that much better and is that good. So it's just a matter of wearing him down, you know. And if if his time wasn't all that good, there's no way in heck that uh, Habib would have been able to not do a lot of damage like he did in the later rounds when he's getting a little bit more tired, mm. you know? And, and so a lot of that has to do with how he really is, you know, uh, make the mistake about it. I've always said he's a great fighter. I still believe he's a great fighter and, and he may very well be the second best guy. Cause I do consider Habib the best, but yeah. regardless, he's a great fighter.
0: Yeah, um, you, you know, we, we, we spoke about so that well. years ago that, you know, three, four years ago, you, 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 tell me Habib is, is the best fighter you've ever worked with and, um, in terms, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised you maybe said that. I thought Connor's performance, some of the things he did maybe in the opening round and the second round were maybe playing into Habib's hands a little bit, through a few kicks, things like that early on.
3: I was thinking they were going to stay back, look to counter us. We were working, 95% of our game plan was for what he was doing, what he did in the previous fights. 95% of our game was to do that. and He didn't do that. He came at us. So I'm like, okay... So that was very good on Kavanaugh's part. They did a great job there, so I said, "Damn it, <laughs> but again, you know, um when you have a person like Habib and you have to you have to be his coach to understand mm. how strong he is mentally, you know and how he can adapt to anything and and the other thing too, people underestimated, and Connor did too is his stand up his his stand up is 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 much better than people give him credit for yeah. and they listen. You know, when he fights Ala Quinta for the title, everybody's talking about, oh, he fought the blah, 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 blah. And I said, <laughs> Ala Quinta was the toughest guy stylistically and a lot tougher than people give him credit for, for who who, who was available to fight. To me, Al, Al was the toughest guy. And I said that on record. And so, Javi goes out there and beats Al every round decisively. You know, probably biggest lopsided uh, yeah. decision in the, in the title division history. But still, and then people didn't give Habib the credit he deserved until now. Everybody knows when al just just beat Kevin Lee. You so know now everybody mm. realizes, oh shit. <laughs> you know what? what how, how great is Habib now? Really think about it. Yeah. Nope. How great is he? You know. And I mean, the only person that ever took a round from him was was Connor, mm. and he took the third round. You know, uh, he took the third round when Habib wanted to stand with him, and Habib did it on purpose just to show him, look, I can stand with you if I want to, but The thing that people don't understand is Javiv is evolving all the time, and I say it all the time. Every time he comes to me, he used to come one month before. So there wasn't much I could do as far as getting him ready at the technical level. But now that I have more time to prep him. So every time he's been coming two months prior to the fight, I'm able to make him better because we're working on the technical side. And and this is what we did on this one, like we did the previous others, where he comes two months out. So he's improving all the time. Don't expect the same Habib that you saw in this last fight with Connor to be the next guy because he's still improving.
0: What? Well, well, how, how far has he come then in terms of, you know, obviously the area I think where, you know, people have, you've even said it there, you know, people get surprised with how good Habib stand up is. Is that the main area where you've seen the most improvements from Habib?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, when he came, bro. when he came over. He was a beast on the ground. Nobody beats him on the ground. Nobody his weight beats yeah, him on the ground. Nobody. I agree, I agree. You know, nobody even comes close. Nobody comes close. And I kid you not, the guy that, that, that does the best with him is, is his uh, training partner, Islam. Islam does the best with him, but even he gets smashed too. When be puts on the afterburners, he smashes everybody. He's just another level, man. And, and I, I don't understand. Well, I'm sorry. Don't. That's correct. People don't understand. <laughs> What I mean when I say another level when it comes to him yeah. on the ground and his mental his mental uh, strength it's incredible he has got mental strength from from hell I've never seen that man longer than 15 seconds on the bottom ever in the and since 2012 if someone overturns him he's no he's not there more than 15 seconds before he's out or on top of them or up standing I mean mm-hmm. he's amazing I've never seen that from anybody none of my guys.
0: Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. He's absolutely phenomenal on the ground. And once I think anyone's there with him, they're in a lot of trouble. Um, that's an interesting one then. You know, Ali Akinta, Conor McGregor. You know, for me, probably the, the two toughest fights Habib's had in, in, in terms um, of the last couple of years. You know, which one was a harder puzzle to solve then in terms of uh, Ali Akinta and Conor McGregor for Habib and you?
3: Oh, Conor, hands down. Why so? No, Because Conor's Connor, Connor, got the speed, he's got trickiness. You know, and, and Connor, Connor, basically, uh, you know, he, he can finish us. You know? mm. and he can finish us. Uh, Al, not so much. Al's a great fighter, but not. not I don't put him on Connor's level. No way. Mm. I, I actually don't put anybody in Connor's level. You know, because connor's on the level of his own too. He's a great fighter. Man. Yeah. I, I like watching him fight. He's impressive. You know, I just wish he attacks people. He just can use, you know you know family religion and country just do all the things he's such a great guy at, at talking that man but but again that's his that's his business that's what he wants Did, know, uh, that, but that's it that's my only complaint on him is i wish he wouldn't do that that's it
0: yeah that seemed to touch a nerve which i was going to ask you about that and, and and what was said and what went on in the whole build up to the fight um something obviously that you've spoken out about in the last number of weeks since the fight, that it was something that, you know, um, you even said if he talked to, about your father or, or along those sort of lines that, you know, you wouldn't take too kindly and you might have even gone a step further um, than that. Just your general feeling about that. Yeah. It, it's something that you, you think that needs to come out of Connor's game and maybe just focus on his fighting, correct?
3: Yeah, but you know what? That's his plan. He he, Honors uh, a master at agitating you and getting at the hardcore. And I prepared Habib for all of that. So as soon as the fight was matched, he talked about what he was gonna do. I told him he's coming after your father, he's coming after after you know your religion. He's coming after probably your country and probably gonna come after your manager. And I said he I said he might come after me, but I had a hard time with him coming after me, because I never talked bad about anybody, yeah. so and I'm not talking bad about him, so it's kind of hard to get stuff on me, you know. I thought maybe Koscik stuff, but, but that's stupid because, <laughs> you know, it doesn't look good. So, no, he's a master at what he comes out with, so I, I wasn't sure about me, but I thought he might have, but he didn't because he did his research. Yeah. Obviously, there's really nothing to say, you know. Um, no, he's, he's, he's great at what he does, you know, but I just think personally, doesn't need to touch those areas because he's so good at it, and people love him anyway and and he can do the things you know attack Habib, attack his teammates, attack all those guys, but just the fan thing it's it's a hard one you know because like I said, myself personally i don't know if I could have handled it I probably wouldn't be able to handle it yeah. probably not.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we understand that it, that it's a business and, you know, Connor does the things. And we did a little conversations before he came on here about, you know, obviously mixed martial arts is a huge business, it's a huge entertainment side to it as well. Um, y- you understand the fact that he's trying to sell a fight?
3: Yeah, I mean, I understand. And you know what? <clears throat> and, and there's no guidelines to what he can and can't do. So, what, if he wants to do it again, he's going to say, F Mendez, I'm doing it again. And hey, he's got a right to do that. that that's his thing. But... I'm saying the repercussions, you know, I don't think you feel too comfortable going to Russia, you know, or any of those other countries that he talked about. I don't think you feel comfortable. Why Why say those things when all of a sudden you've got to have watch your back going to those places? Yeah, I know. I sure as hell don't want that. That's like, screw you. Yeah. I, ain't, I, I don't want I, hey, One day I want to go over there, and now I can't Yeah. because I said something. Forget it. Yeah. That's my feeling. I he agree. You don't care, but I, I would care.
0: I wouldn't fancy walking uh, down, down a town in the caucuses um, after saying things like that uh, personally myself either. I, I, I just want to get your thoughts. Um, obviously, Miles Price was over helping out w- with you guys. He was over in a training camp in AK. He's from Team Rhino here in Ireland. Did he help you out? Uh, you know, Did he prepare with Habib in, in the build-up to that fight as well? No, zero.
3: Zero, zero. Okay.
0: zero, okay. Zero. He had no insight,
3: no nothing, and I didn't ask him. That would be stupid. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not putting Miles in a situation like that where he's looked upon as whatever. No, Miles came as a student. He came to learn, and he's a great guy. He did a lot, of learning, and man, I love Miles. He's he's
0: yeah, he's a good kid. To
3: me, he's part. He's part AKA now, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care where he's sitting you know, been. There, he's still part of AKA. He's always going to be welcome with us. Nothing but respect for him and and, and his his girl and his brother. Totally class act. Um, you know, and, and and he Miles knows it's a fight game, you know, and build up the fight, and you know, actually Miles thinks builds up the fight properly, you know, if you look at his his beef with people, and, and, and I guess it's Connors people, I'm not sure, but but it's done right, it's it's like them against them that type that type of mentality, that's cool.
0: Yeah, Miles used to fight in SBG um, a number of years ago, and obviously moved to Team Rhino. But uh, okay, yeah, Javier, I want to ask you obviously about you know Dana made those comments as I uh, referred to at the start of the interview here. About him wanting a rematch um, with Habib and Conor McGregor uh, more or less straight away. Obviously, we have to hear from Nevada what gets done there um, in terms of suspensions for both guys and uh, ramifications from the incident in uh, Las Vegas back in October. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you know, it's going to come down to, I think, a lot to um, how much money the UFC are going to make from Habib and Conor's next fights. And, and this does very much seem the money fight and the way Dana White is thinking.
3: Uh, well, you know, okay, this is the thing. Uh, come September 29th, we'll know what's going to happen, and Habib may very well have one idea, and I may very well have other ideas, which is usually the case. But usually, the person that has the best pulse on what Habib is going to do is his father. Nobody else has that uh, that closeness to him. That that you know, I think after after his father, it's Ali or me or me or Ali. Yeah. And, but as far as what he's going to do or what he wants to do it's going it to come down to basically what habib wants and you know um it might not matter what what the ufc wants with the connor and him rematch but okay so let's just go on that it doesn't matter what i say but what i want uh is obviously i look at this is more of a prize uh, yeah. prize fight than i do sport you know so i want the biggest prize fight so the biggest prize fight hands down no comparison is connor so, obviously, I want a rematch because that's what this is, the biggest prize fight, right? And because of what happened on the last time, there, there, there's more interest now on the second one, if there's a rematch to be had. So, for me, I would rather have that because it's a prize fight. It's who's the biggest prize fight. Well, that's the biggest money fight to make, you know? And bar, bar none in MMA, there is no other one that will make as much money for, for Habib than the Conor and him rematch. So... That's reason I would want that, uh, but Habib may want a different thing. Habib may want Tony. You know, uh, it's hard to say because uh, you know January 29th hasn't happened, yeah. and we don't know what they're going to do, how much they're going to suspend them, how much money. So uh, it's all going to detail on that. But but from my point of view, I would want a rematch for the prize fight. It's a bigger, yeah, thing, three or four times as much.
0: Definitely, I, I agree with you in terms of that. Obviously, you know Tony's a guy who's there. You know, twelve fights. Unbeaten on, on the Bounce UFC uh, lightweight record. Have you spoken to Habib, and have you spoken to his father Abdul Manap uh, about his next move?
3: Uh, I've never ever spoke to his father about any moves. Uh, I, I've met his father when he came down yeah. to my gym. He's an awesome, great trainer, um, very respectful. Um, uh, he, I love the guy, He's an incredible guy. But I, but I don't speak to him because we we can't we don't understand each other. So I've never had conversations with him other than hello, you know. And he observed me watching the whole month he was there watching me uh, me train his son and and obviously you know Habib's still with me, so it's with a father's approval. Yeah. So that part's that part's great, um, you know. But as far as the, like we're talking about the Tony, I mean, obviously. From a from a sports point of view, nobody deserves that fight more than Tony. Hmm. From a sporty, you know, from a true sport.
0: Yeah, it doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately.
3: No, it never works out that <laughs> way. It never, it never works out that way. No matter what, even when Habib was the rightfully yeah. guy to fight for for the title, and and they and all of a sudden Connor Connor fights Eddie Alvarez <laughs> instead. It was like what? You know, it's yeah. like Habib was Habib was in the short end of the stick of that one. So, hey, you know, Definitely. welcome to the short end of the stick, whoever gets it, whoever thinks they deserve it. And this is not about, you know, butts and seats, buddy. That's what this comes down <laughs> to,
0: butts and seats. We, we know that, and, and butts and seats. And, you know, is this the time the UFC, obviously, you know, we've Habib now, who's at the height probably, and probably, you know, um, after this fight if this fight does happen again that you know he's going to get a further boost into the mainstream and the promotion of, of what kind of athlete and his popularity is going to soar even more but you know Conor's sort of reaching that level now where there's, there's not a lot awful lot further he can go in terms of you know mainstream popularity and, and, and where his brand is at the moment do you think this is an ultimate time for the UFC to strike while the iron is hot and you know even potentially you know I've been seeing this a little bit lately you know do a stadium show and get that stadium show over the line with these two guys you know headlining that uh, main event
3: yeah yeah, now now's the time to be honest with you because we don't know with Connor. He's so rich now with uh, his his uh, proper twelve. I hear he's doing fantastic. You know, he's you know he's he's a great image, bro. He he, he has he's, he appears to be a hell of a businessman. So now's the time to strike while the iron's hot. I say Cowboy State because that still yep. that still would do the pay per view numbers. It would do everything. I I think I think now's the time. To consider doing something like that you know well, well, well that's what i've been <laughs> thinking
0: javier because I, i've seen connor quite a lot in dallas cowboy stadium recently tweeting a little bit from there and you know dane has always wanted to do it there there was talks of gsp and Hendricks a, a number of years ago so it, dallas yeah. does seem the place to that this fight could potentially happen yeah, it, w-
3: it would be the it would be the right place for stadiums the right place who
0: would know? who wouldn't want to see that it
3: would be The right place. If build the, the Raiders stadium in time, but that
0: that's won't be built in time. Yeah, that's not going to be built in time. 2020, I think the Raiders stadium's uh, going to be built on. Listen, you know, if the rematch is to take place, we, we've obviously mentioned Tony, there's a number of options of what Dana wants to do. Do you see any changes in, in, in an outcome and a result?
3: Of course. The, 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 for me, I don't, because I have to believe in my yeah, of course, and, and I believe that we'll come out victorious again. I, I, I personally don't think it'll be easy, because he's not easy. I think... I think I like I say it again, I, I he's a great fighter and, and, and if you respect him for what he is, being a great fighter, then, then you can mess up and, and you're gonna lose. And so I'm not planning on losing and Habib's not planning on losing so he'll get the respect he deserves, you know, by training him super, super hard for him if that match was to happen. But again, you know, Habib's not about the money. Mm. I may be, about the money. <laughs> <laughs> you may be about the money. But Habib is not. So so whatever happens is not gonna be you because Habib wants the money. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Habib is not about the money. It's me. I'm wishing <laughs> If I'm asked, what do I want? Well, I, I want, I want the money. You know, if you ask Ali what he wants, he wants the money, of course, because we understand it's a prize fight. Habib is more about honor. He's more about the loyalty thing. So I don't know. I, I mean, I would hope, I would hope that the, that the prize fight wins, but we'll see. You know? We'll see. We'll uh, see what happens that
0: time comes. I think we'll see it by the end of 2019 anyway, regardless if, if it's his next move yeah. or not. Yeah, what's
3: was his next move, yeah, for
0: sure. Definitely. Okay, I just want to ask you a couple more things. Obviously, DC, um, you know, what a year it's been for him in 28, now kicking on into 2019. Um, just your thoughts on 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 DC. You know, Dana has said that he reckons he's a long more time left in the octagon You've said you've gone out and said that you want DC to retire after March 30th. What are your thoughts?
3: Actually, that that he couldn't uh, he couldn't make the 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 deadline for his birthday. Um, so right now, um, there's just waiting to see what's going on. With offers are on the table, and and I heard Brock potentially is not available to yeah. don't know when. So so I don't know if if DC. Uh, you know, because he's the boss, right? I could say, I could say, "Oh, DC's going to retire." <laughs> oh, I said it. DC didn't say it. I, did. And all of a sudden, DC said, "No, screw you! I'm not retiring. You know, I'm fighting." So I was like, "Hey, he's the boss." But, but I think the ideal situation would be for me for prize fighting. You got to remember how my mind, is. my mind of course. Is thinking. He's already a champ, so I'm looking for what's the best move for him. What's the best deal? Well, hey, if you're going to fight somebody. For me, it's like you know, fight to get this boatload of money, butts and seats, right? Who puts on the most butts seats for him at this particular stage in his career? Brock Lesnar. No, no one else. No one else comes close. No one. No one else comes close. Not even. So, to me, it's all about Brock Lesnar and him. You know, it ain't about anybody else. It's about Brock Lesnar and him. So, for me, fight Brock Lesnar right off into the sunset and do your thing. Now. uh... Dana has his way, he'll get for three more fights. Yeah. Uh DC has his way. Uh I think he'll get D C for one more fight. I think and I could be wrong. D C may want two fights. He may want three, but but I want myself one fight. I know uh uh the management, uh you know, Dwayne Zitkin and crazy Bob Cook, yeah. I know they want him to do one fight. I know I a hundred percent know they they're on the same line as me. They want to fight Brock Lesnar, make the most money, and then retire into the, the commentating life and and, and the, being in front of the people. He's a celebrity. He's a real, real celebrity that can do something beyond the fighting. So you know, he, he he's very appealing to the masses. And, and uh, I mean, he's he is a definitely he's a personality, man. This guy cool. is multi-talented. You know, he's got the heart of gold. He wears a heart on his sleeve, and people admire him. In so many different ways. And, you know, people can look at him with true respect because this guy doesn't hide nothing.
0: Mm. You said you've forgotten about the John Jones situation. You said that last year when we had a conversation about it. That's obviously very much your line of thought still that you, you don't really want to go back and have uh, another fight with John Jones. Well,
3: he doesn't, need to, as far as I'm concerned. It's done. You know, it's, it's what it is. There's Ash behind him, no matter which way you look at it, no matter how much you complain, they're asterisks, and you know what, DC legacy was tied to him, it's not anymore. So, move on. Do your thing, stay away. Does Uh, that, does that,
0: does that not make more money than Brock Lesnar at the moment? That fight?
3: Hell no. No. No, the money money fight is Brock. Nobody comes, there's no close second. That's the money fight, you know. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a 50, 75 percent uh, same type of 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 cell, but it's not as big as the Brock fight. No way, no way.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see that. What what are your thoughts on John Jones and his and his performance? You, you know, are you just sort of finished with him as a person now? After all that's gone on I, over the last two uh, years?
3: Uh, no, I'm I'm not. Uh, I I didn't watch his fight, so you know he's he's a great fighter, and and you know I'll just leave it at that. He's a great fighter.
0: Okay, fair enough. Kane Velasquez, speak to me. How, how's Kane? How's the big man?
3: He's great. You know, he, um, uh, situation with him is, uh, you know, all the injuries that he's had in the past, it was really nice for him to, to have the, a long break, let his body fully re- recover and heal. And then also, you know, while his daughter was, was born, he didn't have the time to spend with the family and be there for them. And now that, that he was, his wife was pregnant again with, uh, with his, uh, with his son, he wanted to be there more. So it gave him more time to be with him, with the family. And then when his son was born, and he was there all the way through. And then negotiations with the UFC weren't where he wanted him to be. So he was in no hurry to get back, you know, so there was no urgency. It was like, hey, if you give me what I want, I come on board. If not, whatever. But then when his son got older, you know, he was reaching his first birthday, Ken got that itch. He's yeah. always coming in the gym here and there. So it wasn't like he wasn't coming in the gym. He was always coming in the gym. His, his desire to fight was always there. It never, it never lost, but he wanted to be there for his family, but he never lost the desire to fight. Never. It's just a matter of time. You know, he was just waiting for that time to come back and, and his son turned one and everything worked out, you know? And, and so his manager hammered out the deal with the UFC and, and now he's back and, and, uh, you know, he's improved. He's better. Don't expect to see a rusty cane. Expect to see uh, a better cane than you saw last time. Yeah, and, 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 and unfortunately for us, the unfortunate part is we're meeting a beast. Uh, someone yes. that I consider the toughest matchup for Kane is Engano. Out of all the people that are available, with the exception of Daniel, because he'll never fight Daniel, uh, Daniel would be the toughest opponent <laughs> Kane would have in the heavyweight division, but he's not fighting Daniel. Yeah, so, of course. So forget that. So the toughest opponent for him is, is, is in my Gano. opinion, is Engano. We got the toughest opponent that he could have. Yeah, like,
0: does does that sort of put you in a sticky decision? Because, you know, we we, we know Kane wants, you know, that title. You know, he thinks, I think he he said in a recent interview with ESPN that he sort of sees it in reach. Is that sort of a reason why possibly you would like to see Daniel um, retire as well? So maybe Kane can get a little bit of a run. It's it's a bit of a selfish thing, but I'm not too sure what way you perceive that or look at that.
3: Well, this is the way I look at it. This is what you got to understand about those two guys. They love each other so much as friends and teammates that this is what would happen, okay? If Kane was in position to fight for the title, the heavyweight title, Daniel will drop down and wait again because yeah. he will not fight Kane no matter what. So he'll drop down and wait, and Daniel will go after the light heavyweight title or have him maintain that title. So so there's never been an issue with that. So that, that would have been something that would have never happened. Because Daniel would never allow it, Kane would never allow it. Uh, they're such, they're, they have such a bond that that's something that we're never going to ever see. If they wanted to see those guys spar, then they'd have to come to the gym and watch them sport in the gym. Because that was that's a fight that would have never happened.
0: Well, an interesting one then. Say, you know, if Daniel d- uh, does continue to fight on three, four, maybe five more fights, um, I know it's obviously a long shot, uh, and, and Kane gets a good run going and gets up towards that heavyweight title contention, would we see a situation then where we'd see Daniel Cormier drop down, back down to 205 pounds and maybe go after John Jones again?
3: Yes. Yes. If if, they came up in that position and Daniel's around, that's what you will see. You will see that first before you will see them two guys fight. Never. Never happened.
0: Is that that something that's likely, potentially, then?
3: No. No. Not, Not from what I see. Not from what I... I mean, Daniel's got so much going on that uh, like I said, because look, I'm I'm on the Daniel fight, and one more fight, and get out. Yeah. you don't need to fight. I don't care about the money. I, I I care about him. He's got his health. Get out while you got your health and you got a good career ahead of you. I I, I don't care that that he makes another ten or fifteen mil, or whatever down the line. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I know. I I know it's like shoot me on the foot because all the money. I would bet. I care more about him, you mm. know, and his health and, and 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 you know his management. You know, Dwayne Zink and Bob Cook are the same way. Yeah. they rather have him you know, take care of his body, take care of his health. He's 40 years, going to be 40. He's been, you know, I mean, he, think about it. He really <laughs> never has anything really, really super major that can affect his life. So to us, go out while you're on top. So take Brock Lesnar and, and, and roll the dice with a huge pri- uh, prize day, you know, and then move on. Yeah.
0: What, what, is it a case then of Daniel sitting out and waiting until um, Brock Lesnar is ready to throw down?
3: That would be ideal, but you know, you know the UFC—they're they're masters at what they do. They're gonna try to get him to fight somebody in the meantime, because you can't hold on to the title, heavyweight title, and not fight and wait for a certain individual. The UFC has a lot to say with that, so I'm sure, I'm sure the UFC is going to be throwing opponents at him and. And, and they're going to try to work out a deal. If Brock can't be made, I'm sure they'll try to get somebody else on the table because the machine doesn't stop for anybody, you know, and it's not going to stop for Daniel. It's not going to stop for uh, Habib or Kane. It's moving forward. So if we were to think, oh, yeah, we'll just wait it out. Okay, you wait it out, and you don't have a title because guess what? You got stripped. There there are rules, you know. You have, you have to fight. You can't just hold on to a title because you want to hold on to it and get the right payday. It doesn't <laughs> work that way.
0: One last one for you. Um, if you have to have a choice now or you had to predict what Habib is going to do next, are we going to see that rematch next?
3: If I, if in MMA, MMA, if, if we had to have a choice, I'm sorry, Tony, but it's caught her, hands down. Uh, and, 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 and plan B, if we have to have a choice i'm sorry connor but it's floyd you know available. it's c- available. come remember.
0: on come on Javier. we, we, we got to get away from these exhibition fights now I, I know it's about about the money but but in terms of mma we we got to keep it mma no <laughs> <laughs> he
3: got I, 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 he's already got the legacy, but for me, it's about the money, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, from MMA point of view, uh, the fight I would I would like to see is the Conor one because in the history of uh, of my life to be involved in such Big you know moments. mega blockbuster fights that would be the that would, for me that would be the one. What, but but the the controller is not me; it's Habib. I do not control him, Habib. Will say my name is not Mendes. My name is Habib. <laughs> I, so Mendes can say whatever he wants, but I'm Habib. I I control what I do. So that's what you'll get at the end. I'm Habib. I'm Mendes. Mendes says Potter. Abib may say something
0: else. K- Cowboy Stadium, that, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my thoughts on that in, in July and International Fight Week. Listen, Javier Mendez, my friend, always a pleasure. Really appreciate your insight as always. Um, looking forward to seeing a big 2018 for you and your guys. Do appreciate the time.
3: Thank you, now. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I just want to mention that, hey, you know, I uh, welcome my, my new jiu jitsu head coach, uh, Ron Kessler, has been with us forever, and uh, he doesn't give enough credit. And I just Brilliant. want to give him a, a shout out. To, I have a great jiu jitsu coach that, that, that's that been on the team, and he's the head he's the uh, jiu jitsu coach uh, now, and, and uh, he's doing an unbelievable job. So I just want to give a shout out to him.
0: Brilliant stuff. Javier, I really appreciate the time, my friend. Speak to you soon.
3: Thank you. Bye.
0: And that was Javier Mendez. Big thanks to the Mexican gangster, as Habib has called him in the past. Um, listen, Gareth, just quick one here now on your thoughts on this. Obviously, the Paul and Mal- Paulie Malinagy stuff has come up in the last couple of weeks. Um, he wants to fight Connor in a winner takes all match. He told the guys on our boxing show here uh, on offtheball.com, the, the boxing version uh, of Off the Brawl, that he wants to try him with Connor. I have zero interest in seeing that fight, but. Javier Mendez wants an immediate rematch with Conor McGregor. Um, He said Habib doesn't uh, or hasn't made a decision yet about what he wants to do next, but that's the fight that Javier Mendez wants is the rematch with Conor McGregor, preferably in Cowboys Stadium. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? What does McGregor do next, first of all, from an Irish point of view? And do you believe that that is a bigger money fight than the potential Paulie Malignaggi fight?
1: Oh, yeah, of course it is. It's huge. Um... Dallas Cowboys Stadium is that that's from Javier, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, if it happens there, that's great. It's a hundred thousand there. I mean, if they feel it's that big, it must go there. I always like the Vegas venue for McGregor because I think the Irish take over the place, and as we know, Khabib's people um, are in town as well, and it makes for an amazing atmosphere. Um, yeah, I think if Khabib. Um, I don't know whether Khabib will want to wait all the way. He doesn't need the belt for that rematch. So if Khabib lost the lightweight title, it's still a great fight. I mean, it's a great fight on its own. doesn't need uh, the, the, the piece of gold around anyone's waist. I'd, I'd like to see Khabib fight in the meantime. If Conor wants to beat up Paulie Malinezzi in MMA, great. <laughs> in boxing, I think Paulie probably still just beats him. Yeah, but there's not enough money in that fight. It's not
0: enough I, of a I, I, I'm at a point now where I think people are sick of these exhibition fights. After Floyd, I mean, the tension tension thing as well. And, you know, on New Year's Eve in Japan, waste of time. I think you're wasting your time. I think people have really copped on to what these fights are. So I think it's Connor and Habib is the money fight. I do believe Tony Ferguson should be next in line. But you know, yeah. and I know, the UFC want money. And that is the money fight, Connor versus Habib. Yeah, it is the
1: money fight. Listen, there's nothing wrong with it. It's the biggest business yeah. fight. Look. There's four. There's five fights in the world that make huge money at the moment. There's Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder too. Fury against Joshua. Wilder against Anthony Joshua. All heavyweight boxing. Um, Canelo Alvarez, the, uh, the boxer, is a yeah. huge draw. Not but
0: shame, the though. other
1: big fights in the world are John Jones against Daniel Cormier and Conor McGregor against Khabib Nurmagomedov. They're the biggest fights in the world. I'll tell you, let me just... Comment now on the tension Nasukawa fight with Mayweather. The biggest difference in that fight between the fight between Conor McGregor and Floyd May- Mayweather was this: Conor was around the same weight as Floyd Mayweather. Tension Nasukawa was over twenty pounds lighter yeah. than Floyd Mayweather. There are weight divisions for a reason in boxing. And once Floyd felt no dent in him from those body shots from Nasukawa. He just let his hands go and just enjoyed himself. And he lassoed him in, rodeoed him, and just picked up $8 million for literally packing his case and getting over
0: there. 100% agree. I think, you know, basically they're a piss take, those uh, <laughs> exhibition fights. Okay, a couple of fights announced before we wrap up. Um Wonderboy thompson versus uh anthony pettis in a welterweight clash at nashville it's going to be confirmed for the 30 i did hear that last week off Duke roof so that is very very close to being signed and um, they're just looking for a date that are the 23rd uh, and also gaethje uh, justin gaethje versus edson barbosa i think that's actually gonna be a week prior on the 23rd a fantastic fight what a pair of fights they are great to see anthony pettis come up to 175 or 170 pounds in my opinion uh, in terms of um, of his weight translation I think it'll work way better for him at 170 we've seen him have those horrible cuts to 155 in the last couple of years obviously a former UFC lightweight champion interesting one just before I let you go Gart I do appreciate the time Conor McGregor in the recent months has been tweeting pictures um, and doing promotional events in Dallas and in Dallas Cowboy Stadium so read into that what you will Gart
1: well yeah I mean it's, you know it's interesting Conor McGregor does what he wants goes where he wants and floats you know, floats different theories on everything. And Dana's oh.
0: always wanted to do a card in Cowboy Stadium. I yeah, I mean, I've
1: done I've done an event there actually. I, I met Manny Pacquiao fought Joshua yeah. Clotty there way back. I think it was around 2011, and I mm. covered that event there. Um, I can remember the screen. It's such a bigger. It's like a it's like a spaceship city has landed. Yeah. I can remember the screen <laughs> above us. You know, the screens yeah. that are above the ring or above the octagon or the fighting arenas. I think it was 80 metres long. This is how big the stadium is, yeah? Huge. The screen was 80 metres long by 40 metres. That's how big the venue is, yeah? So when you take the screens high above the, the fighting uh, arena, the actual arena itself, uh, the, the zone where they're fighting in,
0: yeah.
1: the screens are 80 metres by 40 metres around the side. Wow. 80 metres long, 40 metres high. It's an enormous venue. Um, and, and you know if it happens there, it'll be brilliant.
0: Hooters in Dallas. There better be. Exactly. <laughs> Gareth, listen, do appreciate the time. Tell the guys um, about your new podcast as well, where they can uh, listen to it. It's uh, with Arden from Geordie Shaw, who's a big fight coming up as well soon.
1: Um, yeah, I'm i i am doing a podcast with Aaron uh, Chalmers at the moment. Once a great star of uh, uh, Geordie Shaw. Of course, he's a, he's a Bellator fighter now. Um, he's undefeated in a handful of fights. He fights next on um, uh, the uh, uh, the Bellator Newcastle card on February the 9th. And, uh, and I'll be up there with him. He's a great character. It's an amazing that he's chosen to have a fighting career after having a career of drinking booze and shagging birds. So, you know, it's quite extraordinary. Um, in his words, I hasten to add, yeah? <laughs> not Those weren't my words. I know. Um, and, but he's a great character, and hes uh, it's great working with him. And, um, you know, already there's been a lot of leverage with the podcast. People are really interested. And the great thing about him, Niall, is he brings a, a different audience, a new audience to Mixed Martial Arts. And uh, the, the more new people we can the bring, the better the yeah.
0: better sport. I agree. And we must have uh, Aaron on one of the weeks uh, on the show. You can catch the show. It's not actually on video this week, but the two um, interviews with Jason Perillo and Javier Menez are both up on the YouTube channel, offtheball.com on YouTube. Gareth a. Davies, it's always a pleasure, my friend, grandfather Gareth, um, to be chatting mixed martial arts. We do appreciate the time, brother.
1: My pleasure. Always a pleasure, Niall, any time.
0: So from Gareth a. Davies and uh, Niall McGrath, it is good luck and good night.